Inspires Beauty Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Bergio, and I'm just a little bit fired up. I just got off of doing a live with my girls. Um, the main one that put our event together today, her name is Joanna. She puts together something called Slay Gals. So four of us got together. We wrapped about all the things, uh, mostly what it is that we each talk about. And we kind of did like a kind of red table talk circle. Um, and I just wanted to talk more about some of the things that we spoke about on there. That podcast episode, I believe is coming out, um, the same week this episode should come out. So, um, if you guys want to listen to that conversation, it was really powerful. It was really good. It was around, um, prioritizing yourself, non-negotiables and boundaries were one of the things I talked about, a few of the things I talked about. And then we had a money mindset coach on there as well, talking about your fin, which is your uh, number that you need in order to retire at a certain age. So the conversation started off um, just in our specialties. And then we ended up down this path of talking about money and money in the hands of women and just the mindset around shifting the conversation with yourself around money. So I know I've talked a little bit about money mindset on this podcast before, but, and I've had guest speakers come on and talk about investing. I've had CPAs that touch on how to be smarter, wiser um, with our money in our industry and what you can do to set yourself up to win uh, daily, weekly, monthly in order to grow and in order to save um, and retire at an age that feels good for you. So I just wanted to circle back though, um, and talk more about some of that stuff, because I really feel like, you know, financial awareness, financial literacy, financial abundance, financial, put another word, whatever feels good to you behind there, um, isn't talked in, about enough. At least it has never been in my world. Um, the conversations that circulate around money are more like, <clears throat> money doesn't grow on trees. We don't have money for that. I can't afford that. Or just that embodied feeling of scarcity around spending money when it comes to larger investments for myself. Um, I've been, I would say I have PTSD when it comes to investing in myself. Let's put that in, in uh, context for you. So I bought a house when I was 22 years old that I couldn't afford based off the fact that my mom thought it was a good idea for me to one year into my career, I think at the time I was making, I don't know, $65,000, $70,000 a year. Um, and it was, I was 22 years old, which is great money for that age, especially I'm 40. That was half my life ago. And she thought that money needs to be going into a mortgage versus a rent. And while that is the old school thought that you should be investing in a property like that, you know, I don't know if you guys know who Susie Orman is, people love her or they hate her. Um, you know, there's, there's numbers around what is appropriate to spend monthly based off of what you make as income, as far as your overhead for household. And at the time the numbers didn't add up, but I didn't have a voice. I was 22. You know, you think your parents know better and that you should follow suit. And, you know, I was pushed into making a purchase at an age that I shouldn't have done. I didn't make enough money to afford the house I moved into. And, um, it ate me alive for three years and really set me back financially um, in such a detrimental way that even once I got out of the house, I, I kept paying for that. I factually and like mentally I've paid for it ever since. And it's done, it's taken a lot of work over the last really just two years for me to wrap my head around the fact that 
I can trust myself with money, with investments, with making money, with spending money, you know, and it kind of started when I invested in this mastermind with Chris and Lori Harder a couple of years ago. And it really helped me shift my perspective around playing bigger, even in the beauty industry, you know, taking myself out of the glass or the box I'd put myself in along with the glass ceiling of, okay, now I've made six figures, meaning I've, I've touched a hundred thousand dollars a couple of years. Um, I'm it, I've made it. That's it. That's all there is. If you've done that in this industry, you, your success, you've proven that it can be a real career. And, you know, while that's kind of true, um, there's so much more, there's so much more I could be offering and doing and growing into and expanding my business. But, um, I was so scared from those financial decisions that really fucked me up back then that I, I haven't, invested and I haven't put my money awareness first and and foremost in order to continue to grow my net worth in order to grow in a place where I could later invest in other people's companies, you know, because at the core of what I'd love to do is invest in other female uh, funded, founded companies. Um, Nothing would bring me more joy. And that's why I'm starting this new venture with the the shared workspace that I've created, um, bringing you guys uh, a place where you can create magic for yourselves, workshops, education, uh, coaching, whatever it is that feels right for you, starting a podcast, um, coming, just being around other women who are working fiercely to grow themselves into whatever it is that they want to be. So with that being said, things like that take money. They take, they take faith in yourself that you can create something from an idea. Um, you can find out the information like, Marie Forleo always says everything is figure outable. She even has a book that's out called uh, figure outable. And I truly believe that. And so, you know, it's not throw some spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. It's creating a plan of action and following through being consistent. And with that, you know, creating a plan for my financial future, how much money do I want to sock away each month in order to have what it is I think I need at the age of 65 to retire? You know, that wasn't taught in beauty school. And I didn't go to a traditional college. So if it was taught there, I missed that class Um, and learning how to market myself over the years, learning how to be a good and smart business owner independently behind the chair. I've I've winged, I've figured out, but when it comes to making your money work for you, that's not something you should wing or just try to figure out as you go. You know, the quicker you can get to financial awareness and really truly understanding how to make your money work for you, that's when the game can change. That's when you can, instead of putting a hundred bucks in your savings account each month, you can put it towards something that's going to grow. You know, where's that compound interest going to come from in order to put you ahead of the curve? Because I'm telling you 50 bucks a week or hundred dollars a week into a regular savings account isn't going to work if you want to retire at 65 and somehow be able to pull from a wad of money that you've saved. So we talked a lot about that today. That was really awesome. Um, and I'm always just so inspired when I put myself in rooms with other women who are having these kind of conversations, you know, I feel like sometimes I'm not where I want to be. I mean, let's be honest. A lot of times I feel like I'm not where I want to be financially, Uh, emotionally, spiritually, all the things. But when I lean into my introvert self and I stop having these conversations with women who, who are willing to have these conversations, I go deeper into that place. And I I love that I've created this network of women who pull me out of that, uh, even when they don't know I need it and invite me into these conversations. And that's the power of networking. That's the power of masterminds. That's the power of getting in community with people. That's why I have the Beauty Inspires Beauty uh, Facebook page for us to have these thoughtful conversations. 
And I got to tell you guys, it's like fucking pulling teeth to get people over in the Facebook group. So if you guys have a better suggestion of where you'd like to hang out and have these conversations virtually, please let me know. I'm open to any channels that work. Is it Slack? Um, do I need to create my own app in order for you guys to like come meet me somewhere that we can actually have these open conversations? Does it need to be live in person? Um, what is it that would make you guys want to show up and have these conversations? Um, and if you're not feeling like you want to have these conversations, why? I want you to ask yourself that question and shoot me a DM as to why you don't want to entertain having these conversations. Is it that you feel you know everything already and you got all your shit under control and you don't really want to talk about it? Or is it coming from a place of, I don't feel like I'd have any conversation to offer this, this community in regards to this stuff. So therefore I shy away. Um, I know we're all so busy, but at the end of the day, you know, being in community with people who are open to collaborating, connecting, you can meet your next best friend there. You can meet your next like business partner there, founder there, investor, um, ideas can come from, you know, putting yourself in community with people who are just willing to show up and have conversations um, around kind of some of the big, scary stuff. And like one of my girls always says, um, you know, we're not meant to do these big things alone. We're meant to do them in community. We're meant to do them with each other so that you have someone to high five at the end of the day and you have someone to cry with at the end of the day, you know, because support on both ends is so important. Um, so, you know, if talking about, you know, your financial situation bums you out, if it stresses you out, if it overwhelms you, if you really have no clue where to start, you know, reach out. I will give you all the resources I have. I do not claim to be a financial coach. Um, I am not, but I have worked with a few people that have really helped me focus, streamline, get my shit together. I know where my money's going. I know how much I want to invest each month. Um, and with a bigger goal of, you know, where, where and how can I make my money work for me? So when opportunities fall on my lap, when I create opportunities, when I put myself in position to possibly invest in other people's companies, will I have the money to do it? Yes. And I'll know when that time is, is right. You know, same with um, my son is 10 years old. I want to be able to put him through college um, stress-free on my end and his. You know, I want to be able to help him buy a car when he's 16 years old. So, you know, money, money is such a powerful tool and I never want to have the words come out of my mouth. I'm sorry, I can't help you with that. Or I'm sorry, I can't do that. Or I can't be at that because of a financial reason. Um, I want it to be a choice. I want to not want to do the thing. I don't want to not be able to literally because I don't have the money. So if you've been on the fence about investing in something, whether it's courses, classes, honing in on your technical skills behind the chair or whatever industry that you're in, you know, if that $500 class seems scary, I want you to really peel back um, what's scary about it. And then I also want you to make a list of the ROI, the return on investment. What will taking that class do for you in the long run for your future self? How can investing now which might seem scary and, and very expensive, but how can that in the long run set you up for success later when you're older? And Leslie shared a crazy story. One of the girls, Leslie Logan, she was on the, on the podcast earlier and she said, um, you know, when she was homeless years ago, she was sleeping on her friend's couches, but she had a job. She was working for Equinox gym and they had a 401k and, you know, she met with a financial advisor when she was technically homeless, living on someone's couch. She didn't have her own place. And for all that time, she still socked away a hundred dollars a month into this 
um, higher yield account. And when she got married down the road, her husband was like, I can't believe you were literally home homeless, but you were still putting the hundred dollars a month into this account that gave you something for your future self. And she said, I knew at that age or where I was in my life and the friends that I had, that they would be okay with me sleeping on their couch for the time being, but that at 50 and 65, no one was going to have me sleeping on their couch. So I stuck to the plan and allowed myself to be humble and couch surf for a while in order to support my future self. And that's so powerful because so many of us like live in the now, like we want instant gratification. We want that $7 latte. We feel like we deserve that $200 dinner for sushi because we work hard. And by all means, like I am someone who indulges, don't get me wrong, but there's a time and a place and there's a focus and there's a method to the madness of how I spend now versus free willy nilly. Can I afford it? Can I not? Did I have a good week? Can I spend some money? Like it's all thought out. And I can tell you with that mindset now, I enjoy that $6 coffee so much more because I know down the road, you know, once or twice a week now is far better than the seven days a week. I used to do it, you know, going to Nordstrom's every weekend, blowing half of what I made for the week. <laughs> Future self me probably isn't going to want to wear those clothes. I feel like you're an investment right now because we know they're not. Um, so I think, I think about those things now, when I go to target, I can make it through target now, just grabbing the three things I need. So, you know, same with Costco, don't go to Costco. If you need, you know, only one thing, send somebody else who will go get your one thing for you. But you know, it's making little smart decisions like that and little tweaks in your life. It's not, not having fun. It's not getting the coffee. It's not going out for drinks. It's not taking the vacations. As long as everything's planned and put into the long-term goals that you have, you can live in a place of abundance versus scarcity. Like you don't want to go on vacation now. And then the whole time you're there, be stressed out that you have to overwork when you get home, or you don't want to bust your ass for 10 days straight working before you leave for this trip, because you're going to be exhausted on the trip. You know, I teach my clients through the coaching on how to pick out the number that's going to support you for the year. And based off of that number, we work in your, we work in your vacations, we work in your time off. Uh, and that's how we figure out pricing. Um, so it's not stressful to take vacations. You know exactly how much time you can take off. You know exactly the budget you have for your trip and you can go and enjoy without the hustle before and the grind after um, because business should not be a hustle and grind. There are moments of, I guess you can call hustle and there are moments of grind where you got to kind of do more than you maybe want to on a daily basis. But overall, business should be seamless in that you enjoy it. And it's something that you enjoy showing up to do. And you're not resentful because you decided to make bad decisions with your money um, and your time. So that's a whole tangent that we went on. If you want to listen to more of that episode, you can tune in. It was Joanna Vargas from Slay Gals. The live has um, been up, but the podcast should be going out at the same week of this. So I'll tag her and make sure you guys know some know about it in the show notes if you want to go deeper into that conversation. Um, and I also talked more about non-negotiables and boundaries when it comes to that kind of stuff. So paying taxes in our industry is a huge one because there is a lot of cash that comes into this business. I know a lot of you guys take Venmo or Cash App or any of those Apple Pay ways that are not maybe going through the system and therefore you're not calculating your taxes properly. And I just want to give you guys a spin on that. Like paying taxes is a privilege. And ever since I changed my mindset on writing those checks, it's, it's such a privilege. I see how much I owe in taxes and I think, wow, I had a great fucking year and I'm proud of myself that I've socked away this money and I can pay that with such ease that it feels 
amazing. I feel pride. I feel a sense of accomplishment. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm doing my part to contribute to society and to just live where I live, which is San Diego, which is California. And they eat you alive here in taxes, especially for us, you know, median level income. But with all that being said, you know, the non-negotiables that I touched on go back to the principles I always share with you guys. And that is Truly non-negotiables are decisions we make when we are in an emotionally safe, grounded space, right? Non-negotiables are not, boundaries are not meant to be put in place when you're heated and you're frustrated and you're in the moment of, fuck this, I, I told you not to treat me like this. That's not exactly how I set boundaries up. Boundaries come from a place of what is it that I need to feel supported? How can I show up for myself first and foremost before anybody else? Because we cannot pour, we cannot serve, we cannot provide from an empty cup. You just can't. Whether you're a mother, whether you're a service provider, a business owner, an employee, a friend, a spouse, a partner, any of it. If you do not have your own non-negotiables, whether it be a morning ritual like I do, which includes my movement and my journaling, even if I only have 10 or 15 minutes, you know, that is my time that's grounding me for whatever the day has prepared for me. So I shared on there today that, you know, my work for myself looks different every morning based off what the day needs of me. So is it a high level day where I have to really bring a lot of energy? That's going to look like a high level workout for me where I can really expend a lot of energy, which kind of sounds opposite. Like you're going to go really hard in your workout so you can have more energy for the day. That works for me. Um, it really changes my state. I usually take a Peloton class at home and I do a really hype one where they're like hyping me all up, telling me I'm a badass queen and I'm just going to take over the world and like that kind of shit. Cause that's what I need poured into me. So then therefore I can go from the overflow of my cup and pour into everyone else that I have to see that day. If it's more of a grounding spiritual day, if I need to be a really good mom, if I need to hold space, if I need to be at that more embodied grounded level to share space when I'm coaching, I will do something more like a lengthy free write in my journal, which looks like a 10, 15 minute free write. I will do yoga at home. I will slow down so that I can think I will go for a really long walk without any music so that I have time to clear space in my head and my body to let other things in and hold space for other people and their needs and then coaching. So, you know, that's, I didn't learn that yesterday. Um, and I haven't been doing it forever, but I have been implementing and listening to what it is that I need in order to best support those around me and, and, and in the services that I provide, which is still doing hair, being a, a boss to other people, coaching in the space, um, and then being a really good mom, right? So at the end of the day, nobody's perfect, but if you could set yourself up to win, it's so much better. So I want to send you guys so much love. I know the holidays are coming. Please, please stick to your boundaries and non-negotiables when it comes to showing up at work, saying yes and no to clients, um, sticking to what feels good in this moment, because I know it's really easy slash hard to say yes and no to people when they're trying to get in last minute, you know, don't get frustrated. Don't get, um, don't get resentful when people ask, you know, everyone's going to ask, let them ask. It's their, it's their duty to ask. It is your job to just hold space and say, I'm so sorry, but, um, I'm already, my books are already full. I'd love to get you an appointment. I mean, I wouldn't even say sorry, but you can, if you want, you know, not a true, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but I don't have any space until next year. I'd love to refer you to somebody else, you know, and I know that stings, that hurts a little bit, especially if it's, you know, one of your favorite clients, but at the end of the day, you do what feels right to you. That's going to, that's going to leave you feeling uh, filled up. Okay. I'm just sending you guys so much love, take care of yourselves. Um, and I will see you next week. Um,
And as always, get out there and inspire some beauty in others. Take care.